I figured uh, as my first official video, I should do one where I talk about um, my life so far. So pretty much from when I was a kid until now. So I've written down some notes. First of all, please excuse the microphone in my face. I've been preparing for some webinars and I've had some Skype calls and things like that. So yeah, I've written some notes and um, it's just to keep me on track so I remember certain things. And um, I'm basically going to tell you how I got to where I was now. And I'm still not... I'm still not exactly where I want to be. I've got some massive goals and um, I always like to set huge, ridiculous goals and then at least at least even if I reach half of those goals, I'm still better off than reaching a target that was a lot a lot smaller, if that makes any sense. So yeah, let's get started. So ever since I was a kid, uh, I've always been obsessed with business and money. So I've always been trying to find these weird ways of you know making money. I remember at school... Um, when we were all into skateboarding, I would buy these cheap bearings from the shops. They were great bearings, but in the skateboard industry, if you buy bearings, you kind of get ripped off. You can spend a lot of money on just bearings. They're so simple, and you can buy them a lot cheaper elsewhere. So I'd buy them, and I'd put them in a little box. I'd print up some labels, and I'd sell them at school. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and then I used to go to garage sales when I was a little bit older. I'd go to garage sales. I'd buy things that I knew were worth money or things that I could fix up, I'd buy them, bring them home and either sell them straight away or I'd fix them up and sell them. Especially with the rise of eBay and things like that, it made that kind of thing so much better. So the one thing I really remember is me and my dad went to a garage sale. I picked up a guitar amp. Well, actually my dad didn't come with me, I don't think. I think he came back later. Um, my dad's always been to musical instruments and so have I. Pretty much our whole family has. So it was a big stack, those massive massive speakers you see at concerts. It was a huge stack with a big amp on top. It was pretty old. I don't know when it would have been built. I can't remember now, um, but it was pretty old. And they wanted, I think they wanted about $120 for it back then. And I can't remember how old I was, but I came back home and told my dad, I'm like, dad, we're going to go down there and get this amplifier. It's, it's huge and all this stuff. So the brand was Golden Tone. They're an Australian company. And my dad used to work for a music uh, business, so he knew exactly what it was. So he came down there with me. I think he bought it for me because I wasn't earning any money at the time. So I think he bought it for me. It's only $120. Brought it back home. It needed some valves. So in, in amps, they've got these glass. They look like light bulbs. So they were cheap. We got a set of those, replaced them. And then we, I took it apart. I painted all the cabinet so it was all beautiful. Um, I got some felt spray and sprayed the speaker grill and we kept it all original i didn't go with silly colors or anything like that but it came out pretty awesome so i kept it for a while played it for a bit it took up a lot of room and i was just playing it in the garage so it took up a lot of room so i ended up putting it on ebay and i think i got about 600 or 700 dollars for it so bought it for 120 probably spent i don't know probably spent 50 bucks on um materials to get it all looking good and then, yeah, sold it for a nice profit, so that was really good. And um, I did that with quite a few other little things, um, but then I kind of stopped doing it as I got a little bit older. And, um, yeah, so my dad always worked with computers and musical instruments, as I said. He worked at Yamaha for many years, and then he went on to work for a lot of computer companies. So I fell in love with them pretty early on, and I learned things on them very quickly. I remember my I was doing something on the computer and my dad's like, how would you learn how to do that? And I just remember seeing him do it and it just stuck in my head. So I've always been the type of person who picks up things from watching rather than, you know, reading or like school. 
I learned a lot in school, but um, I learned a lot better if I could just do it or just watch someone and kind of teach myself. So, yeah, I learned computers very quickly. As I said, because my dad was always in the uh, computer industry, we always got stuff really easy, like really easy and really fast. So I remember we were the thing was I was in primary school and we were the first. I was the first person to have a CD burner, and um, everyone thought we were rich. Like all the kids at school were like, "Oh my god, how do you afford a CD burner?" Because now, like you can get a CD burner for about I think you can get one for fifteen dollars, twenty bucks, something like that. And back then, I think they were about six hundred dollars, possibly more when they first came out. I can't remember. But I was the first one at school to have one, so of course all the kids would be like, can you burn this for me, can you burn that for me? And I kind of wish we'd never had it. But um, yeah, so anyway, I fell in love with computers at an early age. Um, so obviously after primary school, I went to secondary school. Um, at the time, I wanted to leave in year 10 to pursue a trade. So I wanted to, I wanted to be an electrician, um, but my parents really wanted me to stay in school. So I respected their wishes and I'm actually really glad that I did. Not not that what I'm doing now had anything to do with school, but it's just the social aspect of hanging out with my friends at school. Um, just, I don't think, I think if I left school, I would have missed out on a lot socially, like hanging out with my mates and things like that. So school was really good and I'm, I'm glad that I stayed. Um, after secondary school, I did get accepted to a couple of universities doing electronics, but I kind of changed my mind and it wasn't the direction I wanted to go in. And let me tell you right now, I had no idea what I wanted to do and sometimes even today I'm like, oh, should I be doing this or should I do something else? It's weird like that. So kids that are expected to know what they want to do in high school at the age of 16 to 18 or even younger, I think it's pretty stupid because I think 90% of my friends had things they wanted to be when they left school and they're not doing anything, anything close to what they wanted to do. They're just doing totally different things. So life changes, you get opportunities, you take them, things happen. So I really, yeah, I hate that schools think you need to know what you're going to do before you finish year 12. I got told that all the time. You got to know what you want to do. They'd ask me, what do you want to do? And I'd, I'd be like, I don't know, like, like I want to, there's trade things I want to do, but then there's like computer stuff I want to do. I had no idea. And that happened for, for years. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like now what I'm doing, like I said, I still feel like sometimes I feel like I should do something else, but it's only because I do get bored easily um, and I like to learn new things. So yeah, so I didn't go to universities or any TAFEs or anything like that because there were electronics courses that I applied for, but the electronics industry in Australia used to be huge and I wanted to get into it because that's what my dad did when he originally, my dad's a massive influence on me in case you can't tell. Um, he got into electronics and that's what he started doing from when he was young. And there was a lot of money to be made in electronics when he started. Um, but over time, a lot of that stuff's now done overseas. So, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't really see myself getting into it. Um, I was kind of interested in it. I still am. But now I know enough about electronics to do my own thing if I had to do something, you know, nothing engineering crazy-wise, but just, just simple things. So, yeah, so I didn't go to university. Um, I did start an electrical pre-apprenticeship, so to be an electrician. I started a pre-apprenticeship, which is just a short course you do before you go to be an apprentice uh, electrician. Uh, I went there for a few days, maybe a week, and I just got over it. I just, I don't know why, I was just really bored. It was all about OH&S and, and just really, really boring. One of my friends stuck with it. He's now an electrician. He's got his own business. I really want to get him on the channel one day and do a little bit of an interview with him. Uh, he's doing really well at the moment. He's definitely been through some struggles, ups and downs, but he's doing really well at the moment, so it's awesome. 
So my first official job was at uh, Hungry Jack's, which a lot of you overseas will know it as Burger King. I don't know how long I was there for, possibly six months, maybe a bit longer. Um, but I always felt like I wanted to do more, so it wasn't enough of a challenge. So I got out of that and I went into a job in retail and I was there for about two years where just before I left, I was offered a management position, but it was no extra pay and it's just staying back later for no more money and things like that. And by that stage, I'd kind of got sick of the job and again, I wanted to change. So by now, you're probably thinking I don't stick with things, but I do. I just always want a new challenge and you know, two years was more than enough for me to, to get that challenge and pretty much master of what I was doing there. So it wasn't a big challenge, but I did it. Uh, so after my retail job, I ended up um, working as a car detailer. <laughs> my friend, both of my friends worked in a one panel shop. They got me a job there. So I worked there for a little bit. It was really fun. I actually really enjoyed it. And one of my mates left there. So I then left a short time after that and went to another panel shop that was a bit closer to home. So I went to another panel shop. I was doing detailing there. And I ended up, every job I get, I end up, my role ends up getting bigger and bigger. So what I mean by that is when I started detailing, because I, like, like I said before, because I like to learn about things and, and get good at them, I learned how to spray paint before I even got the job detailing. So me and my friends, he was painting his car. We learned how to do all that stuff, prep the car, paint the car, all those kind of things. So because I knew how to do that, when I started detailing, I shouldn't have but I showed, showed my skills and I started doing those things bit by bit. And then before I knew it, the boss wanted me to do that stuff all the time. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't exceed in your career or whatever, but it was kind of annoying because the painters would leave at 4.30, 5 o'clock, whatever time it was, and the boss would expect me to start priming cars and painting things. And I'd be trying to tell him that it's not my job to do that. Um, it's their job. It's just the fact that I know how to do it and you're using that to your advantage. I'm not being paid anymore. So I kind of got over that. Anyway, I was there for a while, um, probably stayed there for a year and um, left that job and I went to a job where the friend who got me the job in the first panel shop, he went somewhere else. So he got me a job there and that was building stands for exhibitions. So that's like, um, you know, you go to an exhibition center, they've got these crazy stands. We did all those kind of things. That was an awesome job. It was really fun. We got to travel all over Australia building these stands. I got to work with my mate and it was awesome. So that was a really good job. The boss was a bit of a nutcase. So one day he'd be awesome. The next day he'd just be gone nuts. So he'd tell you to do something, then you'd do it. And he'd come in and say, why the hell Why the hell's that been done? And you'd say, you asked me to do it. And he'd go, no, I didn't. So yeah, just crazy. Anyway, I still stayed there despite that because he was a great bloke. Um, the boss was a great bloke when he wanted to be and most of the time he would honestly give you the shirt off his back but there were just these days where he'd come in and just go nuts. No idea why. So um, yeah, I really liked that job. I stayed there for a while and um, what else? Yeah, so after that, that's where I learned a lot about trades and things like that like building because we did a lot of carpentry we did a lot of everything there and while I was at that job I thought you know what I reckon I could start my own doing business doing something similar not as big because there was a lot of money need a lot of money to start a business like that so I figured I could start something like a property maintenance business where you know I could do some plastering and some lawn mowing and just garden care things like that so this was the first business that I started on my own and it felt awesome so Got out there, bought myself 
bunch of tools, lawnmower, you know, some of the, some of the jobs I was doing, I was watching YouTube tutorials of how to do them before I got there. Like plastering, I already knew how to do cause I'd punch plenty of holes in the walls at home and watch, watch my dad repair them. <laughs> so I already knew how to do all that stuff. But, um, yeah, certain things I'll just, someone would ask, can you do this? Like someone asked to lay out that roll out lawn stuff in my head. It was like, I think that's pretty simple to do, but I YouTubed it, went there and did the job. So that was really good. Um, I did a bit of advertising on the internet to get work for that job and it, I got busy. It was really, really good. I was, I was enjoying it. I was working out of a BMW though. So I had a lawnmower in the boot and just, yeah, I was supposed to be getting a van, but decided a bit after that, that I would sell the business. Um, I was making decent money. Now, throughout this whole time of all the jobs I've discussed, like I said, I've always been into computers. So I learned web design, self-taught and graphic design. And throughout the time, I would get a lot of my friends and family ask me to build them websites or design them invitations and things like that. So what I really wanted to do was in front of me the whole time, I just didn't see it. I was looking for all these other things. But meanwhile, my web design, graphic design was just like a hobby. So anyway, so I was making decent money with my property maintenance business, but I decided to sell it. And um, I got offered a job at a, it was... It was an agency that registered trademarks for people, but they did web design there. So that's what I was hired for. And it was funny. There was a guy there who, like I said, I was self-taught with web design. There was a guy who I worked with who um, was a web designer. He went to university for five years and he was in massive debt from uni. And um, he would ask me how to do things and he'd say, oh, what university did you go to? And I'd be like, I didn't go. Like I was self-taught and he was just blown away. So... A lot of the things that you learn in uni are a bit outdated, not with everything, but web design moves so fast that they can't update the curriculum fast enough. Unless you go to a specified design college where they they update that stuff all the time. If you go to a massive uni to learn something like that, chances are you're learning outdated technology. So not always, but in, in the cases I've seen, they have. So yeah, this guy knew a lot about older stuff, but he just... You just didn't understand how I knew about all that later stuff. But I said, man, I'm self-taught. Like, you have to do that. You have to keep up with the trends. After your course, things are going to change. You've got to keep up to date with that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, anyway, when I was working there, I got massively ripped off. So, the boss was a big shyster. He, um, that guy that I was just talking about who went to university, he wasn't paid for about six months. I didn't know that. It got to about the second week where I wasn't being paid. And the boss was like, no, no, you'll be paid, you'll be paid. And um, I really needed the money at the time because I was in Canberra for a friend's um, graduation and I had to pay for accommodation and things like that. I was expecting to be paid the week before and I wasn't. So I was on the phone to this guy going nuts, you better pay me, this and that. Anyway, he never did the whole time I was there. My friends had to bail me out. But I got to, when I got back, back home, I spoke to the guy who hadn't been paid, but I didn't know at the time that he hadn't. And I said, hey man, have you been paid? And he said, nah, not for six months. I go, dude, leave, leave right now because I can't see that he's going to pay you six months if he hasn't even paid me for two weeks. So yeah, I felt sorry for this guy because he's a little bit, um, a little bit weak in terms of things like he wouldn't stand up. Whereas I did, I stood up to this guy. I told him I was going to take him to fair work, Australia, all that stuff. He ended up paying me for one week and then he's like, I'll pay you the next week. And by the way, I didn't go back. As soon as he hadn't paid me for the two weeks, I wasn't going back because I knew it would just amount to being a bigger and bigger amount that he owed me. So didn't go back there, paid me half of it. 
he pissed off to Queensland or something. No one knew where he was. When I did call uh, Safe, uh, what's it called? Fair Work Australia, when I did call them and I gave them their details, they said they'd been chasing this guy for years and they'd been trying to shut him down because what he kept doing, he kept starting businesses, um, hiring a bunch of people to get them to do his advertising and marketing. So some of the time we were calling up leads and stuff like that. He'd take all the money and then he'd leave and never pay anyone. So that was that guy. They've been trying to chase him for years apparently. So I left there and I thought I'm never going to work for another boss again. That was a really bad experience. So if I didn't have to, I wouldn't work for another boss ever again. And that brings me till till now. I still haven't worked for a boss since then. So I got into online businesses. So I started to build my own websites and grow them and see where they could go. The first one I did was a website called Car Genie, which was like car sales for those of you that know. Basically, you can people can get on, jump on board and sell their cars on your website. And people looking for cars can find cars on your website. So I did that for about maybe about a year. I earned some I earned some good money, but I couldn't see how I couldn't see the future that it would scale very big because there was a massive competitor here in Australia that literally spent millions on advertising and stuff like that. So I sold that business, made some good money from selling that, but before I sold that, I already had an idea in mind for my next website, which was called Snap Market. Sorry guys, please excuse the cut in the video. Someone came to, someone came to the door so I had to answer it. Um so, yeah, so that brought me to Snap Market, which was a website where photographers could like, take photos, they'd upload them on the website. It's basically stock photography for those who know what that is. So um, people would, yeah, photographers would take photos, upload them to our website, and then people could buy the photos to use in their projects, design projects or whatever. So that did really well also, but again, the, there was some massive competition and um, I got a good offer, so I sold the business. Then I got into, there were a couple of little ones along the way. One was called Shraps. If you've heard of Fiverr, it was kind of like that where people could do things for a really cheap price. I didn't have that for long. It didn't really take off, didn't do very well. Um, and then I had, I actually had a payday loans website. So <laughs> this was a funny one. Um, for those who don't know what payday loans are, they're like short-term loans where you can borrow like 200 bucks, 1,000 bucks, whatever, and you have to pay it back in like two weeks. The problem with these loans is that you couldn't pay them back. Um, you couldn't pay back like ten dollars a week. You couldn't have a repayment plan. You had to pay them in a lump sum all at once at the one time. So everyone, a lot of people, go into debt with these. So they're really, really frowned upon, and they do prey on the weak. And I see that now. But I wasn't actually giving the loans. Um, I was like an affiliate, so it was illegal for me to do here in Australia because you actually have to have a credit license even to even to be an affiliate. Um, a lead generator pretty much. So what I did, I signed up in the United States because over there it was legal to do without a credit license and I was allowed to do that. And yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, there was one night I remember earning, I think it was three, four or $5,000 overnight. And I thought, this is it. Like I just got to keep smashing away at this. And um, to advertise that I was using running Google ads, they got very, very expensive because the payday loans industry, as you know, because of that type of money you can earn, the industry is really competitive. So sometimes I was paying 50 bucks a click. So every time someone clicked my ad, it was $50. And that was still fine because you know I was, I was still earning money if, if people signed up and got successful loans. Um, but then something changed. Like This was a while now, so I can't remember exactly what it was. Something changed that stopped me from doing it. I think the company that I was sending the leads to, 
I think they required some ID and something to do with me having to live over there and me having to have maybe a credit license. I can't remember exactly what the reason was, but I had to get out of it. Um, But yeah, like I said, the industry was getting so competitive that I think eventually my spendings would have outweighed my my earnings because even if someone clicked the link and didn't get a loan, I was still charged for it. So yeah, um, so after that, I started a directory, an online directory. I'll talk about that in another video more so because I'm still currently doing that. I don't really want to give it away just yet. Um, that's what the webinar is all about. And I also got into marketing and advertising. So, well, the whole time I've always been into it, but more recently I've started offering that as a service to my clients because now I do web and graphic design um, full-time. Well, not really. I run my business full-time, which is the directory and my marketing stuff. Um, but I do the web and graphic design stuff on the side and that complements that because if someone needs something done for a marketing campaign, I can do it. So um, that's what I do now. And yeah, I got into marketing and advertising online. I learned heaps about that. So in terms of business, I've learned a lot from just starting businesses from nothing, trade businesses to online businesses and everything in between. Like I've learned so much and that's what the goal of my channel is right here to share to share all that stuff and um, help you guys along the way. If you've got any questions, it just got really dark. I think the sun went down. Um, so yeah, that's it. Here I am today. Um, I'm really happy. I've done, I'm really proud of what I've achieved so far. Sun's coming back up. Um, I'm proud, not coming back up, but the clouds moving or something. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of what I've achieved. And um, like I said, I've got huge goals and I haven't reached them yet. But I've got little mini milestones that I that I keep knocking over. So yeah, I want, I want you guys to join me on this journey. Like I said, we're gonna have a lot of fun on this channel. We're gonna get a lot of friends on here. We're gonna have like a little little talk show from here and there where we just have a laugh, talk about business, life, all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. So I hope you enjoyed. Sorry if this video was really long. Sorry about the cut in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in my next video. Oh, and if you've got any questions, just let me know in the comments below. See you later.